0: Welcome to Strategy Talk where the authors and editors discuss news and events with a splash of history. Our host today is Dan Masterson. Joining him is Jim Dunnigan, well-known military author and the Dean of Wargaming. Also, joining today's show is columnist and author retired Colonel Austin Bay. Welcome Austin and Jim. I thought this would be a good time to talk about the Houthis. what's been going on in yemen has been going on for a long time uh with iran's involvement uh obviously the uh the rebels don't have the wherewithal on their own to uh do these missile launches and drone launches and like that because they just don't have uh the the monetary capability uh yemen's one of the poorest countries in the world and in the in the Arab, uh, it's one of the poorest Arab countries. Jim, what is their motivation for doing this, and why has it taken the U.S. so long to respond?
1: Well, the Houthis have been ga- gathering weapons from uh, Iran uh, for over ten years. They are in northern Yemen. That's where they started out. They've sent move. They since moved further south. And what Iran wanted them to do was use the missiles, we're talking long range missiles and shorter range stuff, uh, to fire on the uh, Saudis. Now the longer range missiles could actually hit uh oil facilities in um in uh on the on the uh, Red Sea the Red uh, the Gulf Coast, uh that belonged to uh, Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. Um, and, uh, that was always the, the deal. Uh, they've been shipping in, uh, weapons like that, well, for about ten years now. Uh, uh we've had, uh, a, a naval embargo, as it were, and we've caught some of them. Uh, but they have so many, they don't, they don't care. They just keep sending them through. They find different ways to, uh, uh to, um, to smuggle them. They use fishing boats. They use whatever they can get their hands on. And, uh. They've been quite successful in, in in piling up the weapons, and now they're using them. And of course, what they're using them to do is to uh, shut down access to the uh, Suez Canal, forcing uh, ships to go all the way around the you know the uh, bottom of uh, Africa in order to uh, reach the Mediterranean and Europe or anything in the Atlantic. So that's upset uh, the world economy, as it were. Um and right now that's what Iran wants to do. Uh, they are under all sorts of sanctions. They figure they have nothing to lose. They might as well make a lot of mischief, and now they're making a lot of mischief. And they use cutouts or intermediaries, as it were, uh, like the uh, the uh, the rebel Shia, uh, in uh, northern Yemen. These these Shia are basically led by a guy named Al Houthi. <laughs> that's where the Al Houthi. Houthi name comes from who belongs to the. Houthi clan, which is simply another you know, branch of uh, Shia Muslims in, uh, in Yemen. They've been there for a long time. And they've been actually rebelling for a long time, but they never had the firepower uh, to uh, advance very far. Now, they haven't conquered Yemen. Most of Yemen is still controlled by the Yemeni government in Aden, where they had to move because the, uh, in, uh, the 10 years ago, the uh, uh, the Houthis did move into the Sanaa, the traditional capital um uh, and uh the government moved down to Aden and that's where they still are. Uh some of the uh government officials moved to uh, live in Saudi Arabia where it's safer because there's Islamic terrorists down in the uh, in the south and uh they attack whoever they can reach. And <laughs> and the most convenient people to go after they are the um uh the uh the, the government officials who are, you know, uh, using Aden as their temporary capital. So it's a mess that's been a long time in the making, and uh, now the uh, the Iredi is basically giving the order to fire everything you got and uh, basically try and uh, shut down the Suez Canal, which if they do that, they hurt Egypt, which get, brings in about $10 billion a year in uh, transit uh, tariff, you know, tariff you know, payments, to get through the Suez canal, and uh, and uh, they're basically doing whatever they can to, uh, to screw up world commerce. Uh, they're making a point that they're very powerful and they don't have to do the dirty work themselves. They have others who can do it for them. Uh, for example, they have uh, uh, cohorts, as it were, in Lebanon and uh, even in Syria. Uh, So the Iranians are basically flexing their muscles and uh, shooting everything in sight. Austin? The reason the hoodies are in this is money.
0: The Iranians have
1: it.
2: They have it because they're a petro-state. The other reason is geography. They're on the bab al-Mandab, which is uh, a strait connecting the Gulf of Aden, but the Indian Ocean to the Red Sea, and ultimately uh, the Suez Canal to the Mediterranean. And the Iranians have the control of the Strait of Hormuz, which is the strait connecting the Persian Gulf and all of the all the tankers leaving the Arab oil states and Iran as well, sailing into the Indian Ocean, either going to Asia or going to Europe, and they're they're choke points, classic maritime naval choke points where you can shut off or close the. Uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the seas, in this case, the, the Red Sea. Can't quite totally close it, uh, but they can certainly threaten it. And one of the key elements in global uh, sea trade is uh, maritime insurance, marine insurance. and uh, You have to insure the ship, crew, uh, the cargo, and uh, the rates are, are very, very carefully ca- uh, calculated. And they're based on, really, threat threat from weather it's and, and sea conditions uh, also but then threat from uh, pirates or terrorist attack and that's the way the Iranians can uh, <clears throat> uh, have economic effect beyond just uh, playing on the uh, price of oil and the hoodies fill the bill for shutting down the Red Sea and <clears throat> closing the Strait of Hormuz without having the Iranians going in and actually you know, taking Taking Suez from the the Egyptians, uh, it's it's also it's war on on uh, Israel. The Houthis provide another front for attacking Israel, and you've seen that with uh, uh, them firing ballistic missiles uh, at uh, really in Sinai, Peninsula. they haven't hit Israel, but part of one of their ballistic missiles landed in uh, Egyptian Egyptian Sinai. Uh, just they're doing the same thing from the south that essentially Hezbollah does from uh, the north, from uh, Lebanon, opening a, a proxy front against Israel. Now, the Houthis are also the backdoor to Iran's other enemy, which is Saudi Arabia. Now, it's across the Persian Gulf. Iran can confront the Saudis straight on, but if they do that, well, it's it's not as deniable as it is having the Houthis pick on uh, Saudi Arabia's backdoor, which is what Jim was talking about uh, uh, the Houthis controlling Sana'a and the Yemeni government now being down south in, in Aden, That's uh, it, it's, aff- it's a front against the Saudis. And the Houthis have been willing to do it because they get weapons. They do get to control the, that northern segment, uh, their area uh, of Yemen, and they have control over really what is the second major port in Yemen, and I've always mispronounced it, but it's like Hodeida The other one oh, yeah. is Aden itself. Uh, it's itself. Uh, but Hodeidah, it I got yeah. it right there. That, yeah. no. I, I've done it, but it's uh, that's, uh, uh, that's the, been the primary port for bringing in World Food Program food for all the millions starving in Yemen. And I, I wrote an essay on this 10 years ago about the Hooties ripping off World Food Program food. Uh, it strategy page had tons of material on it. When Jim's writing about the, you know, uh, the war and he, yeah, but we, we ship food in there. Believe it's coming from Canada, and the United States, not only, but a lot of some of it comes from Ukraine and Russia, to, uh, at least the day before the, the uh, Russo-Ukrainian Ukrainian war. But come, just take it. They take it, and they sell it, uh, resell it. Use it. Use it as a bargaining chip, and it's uh, the UN is aware of it. Uh, Iran is aware of it. It's just a complete ripoff operation. Uh, uh, so uh, when I you know, say why are, are they into it, they want initially control of their own region of of Yemen because they're Shias and they're opposed to the Sunnis and they feel that they've been picked on. Grievance. That's 2004 when the grievance comes up by 2014, they're a wholly owned Iranian, uh, Iranian uh, subsidiary, and they are now. Uh, there's no way they can take on the Royal Navy and the U.S. Navy and the, the French Navy without backup from the, the Iranians. And we have, I'm talking about we, the U.S., but also the West, have acted with, quote-unquote, restraint against these characters. Well, they're pirates, and, you know, we get, you know, do pinpoint strikes. The U.S. has been doing that really on and off for the last week to 10 days. But uh, the, the there are so many weapon system choices that we have, including you, you, dropping standoff JDAMs on every single launch site they've got and turning them into craters by 2,000-pound-directed uh, smart bombs. Uh, but we haven't done that. Uh, we can do that. And that is what, uh, when... They talk about reestablishing deterrence vis-a-vis some of these Iranian proxies. That's what it's going to take.
0: So, Jim, why would what was the motivation for the West taking so long to react?
1: Well, they hope they hope they can talk uh, their way out of it. Uh, nobody wants to go over with anybody else. It's expensive. Uh, the United States especially, uh, has enormous firepower, uh, for, I, I believe we have one of those, uh, Ohio class submarines, which was converted into a missile submarine. It carries 152, uh, cruise missiles. And so they obviously have a lot of firepower. They've only been used a couple of times and it works. You know, most of their cruise missiles launch and they hit the target, um, but, you know, if you're up against an enemy who is uh, insistent on and, and continuing as long as they can, and they can go on for a while, because they can move their weapons around. We'd hit some of them. You know, you you, you fire a missile, and uh, you, watch, you watch if there's a secondary explosion. That means you've detonated some of their weapons on the ground. But often there is no secondary explosion. So, you know, it's whack-a-mole, as it were. Um, but the... Uh, the Iranians have basically uh, convinced uh, the uh, the uh, Shia uh, in Yemen to uh, use every use everything they got. Win a glorious victory. Now the the Shia in in Yemen basically say they want to hit Israel, but none of these weapons have come anywhere near Israel. So I mean, Israel at best is uh, you know, sh- uh, 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 a I put it, sniping with uh Hezbollah in lebanon, that's another uh uh I ran back to Shia militia uh but there's not much action going up on up there either, so basically it's a lot of war against people who don't really need to be involved in this, but you gotta shoot at somebody and so you shoot at you know whoever you can, and that's exactly what they're doing it's it's ridiculous um but yeah you know, that's who will be living.
0: Austin, do you anticipate that we, will, uh, the West, will increase its attacks? Uh, now, Dan, do I?
2: I anticipate it. I, I, I think it's absolutely necessary to launch it, uh, uh, attacks on every Hootie site and every suspected Hooties launch site. Jim says it's it's whack a mole and they move things around, but every we've got more J dams than they have launch sites. And I'm, I'm talking about two thousand pound uh, smart bombs that you can drop, standoff distance, and just turn the entire area into uh, a series of craters. Eliminate all of them? No, but it's going to knock out Iran's big investment in giving them ballistic missiles and uh, uh rockets weapons and the like uh you're gonna have to go after some of their uh seacoast uh sites like where they've got uh you know their their speed boats and heck they've still got at least one it may be two but it that uh ship that they uh took uh and it's it's near uh, Hodeidus, a picture of it uh, on the web a couple of days ago with uh, uh, new Hootie volunteers training on its deck. It turned it into a propaganda show. Here we took this ship, supposedly uh, carrying weapons, and turns out, I think it was carrying uh, 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 some sort of vegetable oil. That's <laughs> when it was, or it had been. I mean, it was not carrying uh, uh, fuel. But there it is. That That, that ship needs to be recovered. Now that's a different kind of operation than the one I'm talking about, where you, you just stand off and, and litter the desert with uh, two thousand pound bombs. The uh, recovery operation of that puts SEALs, uh, Marines, Special Forces uh, at at a high risk because uh, who knows what they've done with the the, the ship? Uh, probably rigged it with explosives uh, as well. So that those kind of operations need to be not only uh, they need to be on the, the table. They need to be planned for. And the other thing is, is that you need to beef up, that we've begun doing that, uh, beef up uh, escorts for ships you know, going, you know, moving through the Red Sea right now. And uh, this is as of three days ago. Uh, it's several major shippers have decided they're going around the Cape of the Good Hope down around Africa because they don't want to put up with the risk to their crew's risk to their cargoes and the absolute spike in uh, maritime insurance that it takes to go through the Bab al Dab and Red Sea now. So you're adding, oh, depending on the type of ship, cargo, and, and the like, anywhere from 8 to 12 days uh, uh, in, in shipping time from uh, Indian Ocean to, uh, to Europe or Europe uh, to the uh, Indian Ocean now. They, if they've had some issues, and I, I saw, I read a debate about this about uh, ten days ago. I said, well, wait a minute. They've been backed up at the at the Suez Canal, and ships have been had to sit there and, and wait because of of uh, um, the uh, number of ships trying to get through the canal. Okay, but they're still adding five to six days uh, to uh, you know, of transit. The big money. The Iranians and the Houthis are responsible for it, and they don't care. This is an exercise in power by Tehran, and they really think they're teaching everybody a lesson. They need to be penalized. They need to be penalized heavily. Their proxies need to be penalized, and ultimately, Iran needs to be penalized. So do I foresee an attack on Iran? No. Not with the West as it is now, Uh, but uh, I, I... could see it if you really want to go to the trouble, I guess to solve the problem. You got to stop solve the problem in Tehran.
0: Jim, what are the efforts that are involved with interdicting the supplies coming into uh, Yemen? I mean, is it possible
1: to shut that down? Well, if you put enough warships there on the patrol off the coast, you can, and that's what's happening now. Uh, We didn't always keep, you know, a lot of uh, ships on that uh, blockade, which has been in place for over a decade uh, Because there wasn't that much traffic. They also used fishing boats. I mean, we know what subterfuges they have used in the past And so we can basically block everything. We can shut it down But, you know, it's basically closing the barn door after most of the horses have gotten away Uh, So for the moment I don't think the Iranians are even trying. They've gotten all the weapons they 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 have, they need uh, for the current attacks, and the current attacks are doing lots of damage. Uh, the I, the uh, Egyptians are suffering, which pleases the Iranians, and uh, they've basically shown the world that they can basically shut everything down. Now they're not going to shut down the Persian Gulf because most of, a lot most of their oil comes out through the Persian Gulf. They need the money. Now they're under sanctions. Uh they have they the uh they have problems, you know, selling it. They sell it at a discount, but that's their major export item. Uh the economy requires it. The Iranian economy is in a, in a lot of trouble. They've been having uh protests, people on the streets for oh, a couple of years now. Uh there are several issues, not just the uh the economy, people aren't getting enough to eat. Uh, the, uh, the inflation is very high. Unemployment is high. Uh, Iranians are not happy, and they're protesting. Uh, but that's about all they can do. Uh, so you know, uh, the Iranians, the Iranian uh, government is run by you know uh, clerics. Uh, it's a religious dictatorship, as it were. And uh, as far as they're concerned, whatever they do is uh, is done in God's you know name a lot. Allah commands us to do this, and you can't argue with Allah. So you've got a bunch of fanatics, you know, uh, uh, doing all this, and uh, sure, you know, you can uh, you can attack them. Uh, we've already sanctioned them, um, but, you know, you're not going to stop them overnight. Uh, it's going to take a lot of firepower over a period of time uh, to put a dent in their capabilities, and once their capabilities are degraded, there's not a lot they can do, but Iran is in, is basically because they're run by this, these uh, these clerics, uh, they're not inclined to make any uh, compromises. <clears throat> they have the IRGC, the Islamic Republican uh, Guard Corps, which is their sort of you know uh, regime protection service. Uh, they've killed hundreds of Iranians who continue uh, protesting even when they're ordered to stop. So they're at war with their own people, and so far, the government's winning. So, you know, it's basically a, how should I put it, A, uh, a, a, a war against everyone. Everyone's fighting everyone, and everybody's losing, and the Iranians don't care, because, like I say, they're on a mission from God, and God tells them what to do, and they're doing what God wants them to do, so, yeah, they must be doing okay. It's insane, but that's the Middle East for you.
0: Austin, your thoughts on interdiction? We uh, have had some successes. There's
2: been an international coalition at time is trying to, and an arms embargo. We've had several, <laughs> several times Iranian covert shipments have been uh, intercepted. Uh, that we've had. Uh, a little over a year ago, the U.S. Navy made a major bust, and it was it lots of, of small arms. Uh, there was some speculation that some of the weapons that were in that trove uh, actually uh, came from uh, uh, Afghanistan, uh, Iran. Uh, there, because there were Western weapons in it as well as uh, uh, Soviet-type uh, Kalash, Kalashnikovs. That we've we've been doing that. Jim's right. You can you, tighten it. And there are a lot of ships around there, but there's also the great smuggling uh, operations. And uh, they're, they're crooked. You can ship it through Oman if it's uh, tougher for them to do that, because they're going to have to come through a uh, territory that's controlled, a uh, Yemen that's controlled by their opposition, that's con- controlled by the government, but <clears throat> by the Yemeni government. And you can you can really choke them on that, but we don't know how many weapons have been stockpiled in uh, in Hootie territory. That's why I said you need to be bombing them and, and taking out you know taking out their supplies if we can if we can identify them. But I think we can pretty much do that. Uh, they're they are not that sophisticated in, in camouflage or or uh, their Reducing uh, signatures of, of uh, where they're you know, electronic signatures. They're uh, they're sophisticated, but not that sophisticated. Now, I want to add a couple of things. Uh, a recent column I did on, on the Hooties, and this information, by the way, is in Strategy Pages uh, files. It's uh, in things that we've written about it several times. When there've been negotiations about withdrawal or Changes. I mean, peace negotiations between the Houthis and the government, the, or the Houthis or the old Saudi and Emirati uh, coalition that was in, in their fighting. When they want to make a deal, the Houthis say, okay, but you have to free these people. And the people have been Iranian agents, uh, Hezbollah characters in blood case, Hezbollah Lebanese, Lebanese ships. And it's flat out, this is over 10 years ago they were doing this, they've been acting as Iranian proxies. And Iranian uh, special forces, Al-Quds, are the ones who uh, run their rocket operations. They've got Al-Quds officers in there uh, running, selecting the targets. Now, they claim they don't or aren't handling operations, but they are, and they provided the weapons. So you have to get back. What are we going to do to to stop that? You have to take it to the Al-Quds force and their headquarters in Iran if you really want to uh, try up the hoodies, But uh, I don't see that happening. Well, we'll uh, wrap it up
0: there. Uh, thanks for your comments on this, and we'll see you next time.
1: In two weeks. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye, guys.